We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rotowire DFS show. We are here to talk about tomorrow's four-game Premier League slate, and it features a massive Liverpool favorite, and that's going to be something that we have to tangle with. But before we get into it, I'm your host, Jack Burkhart. You can find me at Twitter, at Jack Burkhart, and we are joined by Jordan Cooper, at Blender HD, and Ryan Belongi, at Ryan Belongi as well. How are you two doing? Yay! I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, we have a massive Liverpool that we're looking at and we're going to have to tangle with. How could we not be more excited than this? And the salaries aren't, I mean, the salaries are technically not out, but we do have them in the, in the, in the cheat sheet, which you get at rotowire.com slash soccer trial. Yeah. 48 hour free trial. You can get these things a little bit early. Um, but yeah, you're, we're not able to build lineups yet. We don't know like what type of contests are even going to be available. The contests, unfortunately, keep on shrinking. But what we do know about this slate is that Liverpool are massive, massive home favorites against a struggling Nottingham Forest. And normally, like if we just rewind a year and we saw this slate, this would be like the world's easiest slate, I feel like, because we would just jam Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson into our defender slots and just let the rest sort of play play out but Liverpool have had some complications in how they tactically set up right Trent Alexander-Arnold has transitioned to more of a central midfield role and other players are providing the width and the crosses so he's kind of become like a set piece dependent type of central midfielder and so everything has kind of changed a little bit so I actually kind of want to talk about Liverpool at the start of the show so Ryan what do you think of Liverpool's sort of tactical changes from what you've seen it's too small a sample to be confident in anything but what, what do you think we're going to be seeing moving forward from them? Yeah, so two games with Trent in center midfield, like you said. Um, You know, you mentioned in the Discord sort of the Rico Lewis role or the John Stones role or whatever you want to call it that that Man City is doing. Um, And, yeah, it seems like it'd be a little bit of a downgrade for Alexander-Arnold. I mean, the thing about this is it's like the nut spot for Liverpool, at, at home against Forest, 2.5 total, you know, it, the, the total is a goal, more than a goal higher than any other team. So, you know, even though, you know, Trent, it's sort of been disappointing with him in that role, the matchup just might be too good where he's going to create a ton of chances no matter where he is. But yeah, you're right. It's interesting. Other people put it in the crosses, Jordan Henderson, sort of more on the wing where Alexander Arnold used to be, I don't know, you know, 
it's a home matchup against Forrest. So, it, again, it's going to be tough to evaluate based on this spot. Yeah, it's really tricky. I watched the first half this morning and I, of the previous game against Leeds, and Trent wasn't even really getting that particularly far forward. He was on the counterattack, but when Liverpool were possessing the ball, which they're probably going to do a lot against Nottingham Forest, he was pretty far back, and Salah was providing with, Kanate was out there providing some with a little bit, which is crazy, and Henderson is making these running bombs forward. So it seems like pretty expensive for you know the quote-unquote Rico Lewis role, but it's tough when this is like the nut spot for Liverpool. Um, Jordan, what do you think about this slate overall? How are you approaching this uh Liverpool stuff and what do you think about the slate overall from a DFS point of view? I mean, just from a just from a team total perspective, I mean, you have to look at Liverpool and go, how much Liverpool can I get? I mean, for within the salary con- confinement and at the forward position, like the forward position is not good. Like it just like forward is like it's like you got Liverpool forwards and then everyone else is overpriced. And then you get some floor-ish type of plays in like the 7-8K range that you have to compare to a Liverpool forward. And then the cheapo guys have almost no, you know, no floors. Uh, I'm much much more inclined to, like what Ryan said, is that regardless of their tactical changes, you have to expect Liverpool to have 60-65% possession generate a ton of chances and generate a ton of corners and free kicks that why not just, why not just plug in the guys that do those as your starting point, at least in cash games, because who else, who else are you playing then? I mean, just like at at the end of the day, you see Crystal Palace, Everton, 2.4 implied total, Lester Wolves, you have Brentford, Aston Villa. We don't even have that many appealing. We really don't have appealing teams on the slate. Like, we really rarely play Brentford players at their prices. Crystal Palace is way priced up. Aston Villa, I mean, we have Ollie Watkins at 11K, <laughs> right? I mean, like, like Ivan Tonys, and the, I mean, I just look through all of this and I go, like, how, how do you avoid playing Liverpool just from, I mean, to me, it's a to me, I'm, I'm viewing roster construction. Obviously, we, we don't, we're not able to actually build lineups. But I'm looking at it as like if I plug in Trent and Robertson and then plug in like Madison at 8,100 in midfield, and it's like, well, who else could I play? I mean, like, like there, there are some mid, there are some cheaper midfielders. There's uh, some cheaper defenders even out there. But in the forward spot, like, is there a way around? I mean, do you want to play a do you want to, do you want to play a forward combination in cash games, Ryan, of Dwight McNeil and Brian Embuemo? No, you can't do that this week. No, well, that's Especially the point that I'm making. It's not like they're cheap. Yeah. It's like we're talking about seventy seven hundred, eighty three hundred. Like, like yeah, the Liverpool forwards are are more expensive, but they're not that much more expensive. It's almost I almost feel like. Like if I'm going to play a construction, I'm much more likely to go down at one forward spot and play some 5K forward or some something down that range. Mm-hmm. But just based on positional scarcity, defender position is is I mean to me the 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 most uh, beneficial position, the most abundant position is midfield, as far as from from a floor perspective. So. Why not play the Liverpool defenders and the Liverpool forwards and then just, okay, what can I figure out? 
Yeah, that's a, that's a compelling type of construction. So I was looking at a type of option. So you were asking, who do you pay for if you don't play Trent Alexander-Arnold? And I was looking at one construction where I play Michael Elise and James Madison. But it's one of those situations where perhaps Michael Elise is a luxury because you can just get enough points from these cheaper midfielders. This is a mistake I've made in previous slates where I want to jam expensive midfielders in. And Michael Elise is one of the best plays. He's outstanding. But you don't. I don't gain as much on the field in that situation. I right, right, right. Jack, there, there are 4K, 5K midfielders that you could easily plug in and they'll give you enough points that, to me, the priority has to be at forward and defender on this slate. I mean, imagine playing two 3K defenders on this slate and Liverpool put up four goals and both Robertson and Trent Alexander-Arnold have double-digit points. It's like, how do you, how do you make that up? You can make it's it up with hard. Salah and Salah and Gakpo. Yeah, yeah, but well, you can do that the, also if they have the four goals. Can yeah, you it's fit good. them all? Like, can you know? You said positional scarcity. There's quite a bit of it at forward as well. You know, I don't know. Can you fit the Liverpool guys and Alexander Arnold and Robertson? I don't know if you um, need both those Liverpool guys. Yeah, I think if you're playing two Liverpool forwards and you're playing both of those fullbacks, then you're going to end up in a situation where it might be impossible to play James Madison. And that might be a little yeah. bit too much of a sacrifice at midfield. I feel like we do want to end up eventually playing James Madison. And we'll get into all this stuff. But that's why I feel because we do have some acceptable options at defender, I think it's worth considering that you could play Gakpo and Sala and Cash and then play one of Andy Robertson and TAA. You can be and then you can afford three midfielders, one of them James Madison and two in the mid-price range. But uh, I don't know. I guess we'll end up we'll end up getting to it. We're all talking past each other at this point. Let's start with the forward position and what we want to do from the cash game point of view. So Jordan, you already started talking about it and you mentioned the name of Mo Salah. And he is very expensive in this spot. So I think we have a price tag of 11900 on him. He almost seems too expensive relative to his goal scoring odds compared to his teammates. He's minus 140 to score. Meanwhile, Cody Gakpo is minus 105. Um, Diago Jota is about even money. Darwin Nunez, if he starts, he also has very comparable goal odds. So do you think it's worth it to play Mohamed Salah? He will take penalties, even though he's sort of like extraordinarily expensive just because he has that safety in minutes? Or are you maybe looking at different combinations of players, like a Gakpo and Buendia type construction at, mid at, at forward? What do you think overall? I think it's whatever. I think it's whatever fits. I mean, at that point, do we still have Wendia at forward eligible also? We do. He's 5,400. He's forward eligible. Okay. I mean, so that, that, that makes it easy. I mean, to me, I think, the, I think the better construction is to only play one Liverpool forward. I think I'd much rather play one Liverpool forward, James Madison, and two expensive defenders from a cash game perspective mm -hmm. and try to just like jam in, you know, two of these Liverpool forwards and then sacrifice, you know, it's like, oh, I play Robertson plus Luke Thomas or something at, at defender. I, I just feel, I just feel that the variance that you're getting by choosing the right two. Like, I think I could, I, I mean, obviously I, I, I can't build the lineups. I think I could fit Salah. I think I could fit Salah, Madison. I'm, 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 can I fit Salah, Madison, Trent, and, and Robertson in a lineup? Yeah, absolutely. Buendia? Yeah, absolutely. So I think you can do that. You play Buendia, and then you're going to play like, you know, John McGinn and Kevin Shada types at midfield and utility, and then uh, whoever the hell fits at goalkeeper. We'll, we'll, right, right. we'll spin that, the wheel. Right. To me, to me, I mean, so Salah, yes, is, is, is 
um, 2,000 to 2,500 more expensive, but he's on penalties and he probably plays 90 minutes. You can't trust that out of Gakpo and Jota. But if you don't like that construction, it's like, oh, I need the 2,000. I don't think it's bad to play Gakpo or Jota instead. But I mean, it's just, unless Liverpool goes out and just crushes, I don't, I don't see playing two Liverpool forwards and sacrificing so much in your entire lineup by doing so by guys that really don't have high floors. These aren't, these aren't high floor forwards. I mean, like they're quite goal dependent. I mean, even yeah. Salah is quite goal dependent. I mean, the, we're not talking about guys that cross a lot or, or anything. And, you know, we got Jordan Gakpo that could easily just play 65, 70 minutes. Yeah, and their shot totals aren't even that high. I mean, just per 90 average, they're looking at two shots per 90. It would be nicer if we had Darwin Nunez, who kind of shoots on sight, even though he's been pretty inaccurate at a lot of points, getting laughed at. But yeah, the floors aren't particularly good for these Liverpool forwards. You're basically, you want to play one of them because that's where the goals are going to be. But I, I kind of do treat, Gak I would prefer to have Salah, all things equal, but I feel like Gakpo is similar enough if I need that 2K to buttress other spots in my lineup ryan what do you think do you think Salah's is worth uh, two thousand more than a gakpo and cash games or what do you think no i don't think he is not quite for me um you know maybe i'm looking a bit too much into it but just the fact that gakpo took those corners two games ago over robertson and the two thousand dollar difference I, th I think i'd have to start with gakpo um so yeah, probably that's, that's a lot for Salah, 11-9, like you guys said. Um, it is kind of interesting though. If, you know, I don't know, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get, to, when you get to defender. I don't know if you guys think Robertson is better than Alexander Arnold now, but Salah and Robertson cost the same as Gakpo and Alexander Arnold. That's it. I think the 2v2 costs exactly the same amount of money. Just kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, if it's, if I'm going with a Liverpool forward, I think it's Gakpo just because of the price difference, and maybe he has a, the same floor or a higher floor than than usual. Yeah, I mean, if we knew that he would be taking corners, it's tough to know because he took corners against Arsenal, and I forget exactly how that game script went. So we have a big Arsenal fan right here, Ryan, representing the team today. But where, was Gakpo taking those corners when they were down? Because that would be similar to what happened in the Champions League when Leroy Sané took a few corners over Kimmich. They were chasing the fixture. Um, yeah, yeah, it could be that because they were down 2 nothing early, but he was taking those corners in the first half. So, I mean, I don't know how much they were rushing like that, but yeah, you know, it, it could have been like that. I just think the possibility... The possibility is enough for me. The possibility plus the $2,000 difference. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I do agree with Jordan and, and you, Ryan, as well. Like playing Mo Salah and Cody Gakpo in, in the same lineup, you're going to have to sacrifice too much, I think, at, at defender and midfield combined. So I think that's going to be a little bit gross. Um, I don't think Gio Diago Jota is cash playable in this situation he's four hundred dollars cheaper but there's absolutely zero percent out on set pieces from him and he's probably the first man off and yeah. for liverpool we have luis diaz he's back he's he'll sub on i think firmino is out which is good for the forwards outlooks and um who else am i missing that would be subbed on in that situation darwin uh, darwin <laughs> okay so i guess darwin is going to sub on but liverpool have played with four forwards before sort of like the 
FIFA yeah. tilting True. formation. Do, do we have to mention the fact that Tiago is still forward eligible? I'm not sure. That might just be a relic of the cheat. Sometimes the cheat sheets are a little slow to update on the stuff, but maybe I should. Let me check. But I mean, would you play Tiago at? Uh, at I'm not. I'm not the, saying that you should. I'm just saying that. I mean, if he's forward eligible, it does fill a forward spot at 6100. But like I said, like like you said, the, the cheat sheet just like Buendia still just shows as an M here on the cheat sheet. Even though he's forward eligible now, and Tiago used to be forward eligible, so maybe he's not anymore. Oh, the optimizer has the correct stuff, and the optimizer says he is midfield forward eligible. So maybe that moves us forward to like what we want to do at our second at our second forward. So what I thought about second forward, I just assumed that we could use Buendia there at fifty four hundred. But is it a little bit of discussion to play, you know, a central attacking midfielder, a Miliano Buendia? That's going to be his. So Aston Villa are going to play a 4-2-3-1, I think, if Dendonker and Luis start. And that gives a nice attacking role for Buendia in the center. Would you um, prefer Tiago at 6,100 with, you know, 70% possession over Buendia for your second forward position? GPP, sure, but not in cash. I think Buendia has a higher floor. Buendia has a higher side. Buendia has better goal-scoring odds, even. Yeah, I think they're at plus 400, which has to be better than Tiago. Ryan, what do you think? Um, I think I might disagree just slightly, um, based off, I would say no matter what, these Villa guys never have floors. I mean, you think they do. Let's look at Buendia here. Look against Nottingham Forest two games ago. He scored three points in 75 minutes. Chelsea, three points in 75 minutes. Home against Newcastle Central attacking last week. 5.7, 5.7, even though he played 90. He scored 13 with an assist that other game against Leicester. These are good matchups, too. He scored a goal against Bournemouth and ended with 15. I mean, so you guys can play, you know, Edison Cavani if, if, if you want to. But <laughs> I think I might just take, you know, I, I don't think I'd make the argument if it wasn't, like, one of the best spots Liverpool could have. It's just, like, you could luck into an assist in these spots. So... Again, I wouldn't like maybe not make it a priority, like oh, I need this salary, but yeah, I'd rather play a Liverpool guy. To be to be fair, on just to, to on, on on Ryan's side, we go to the cheat sheet and we look at the per ninety minute player stats. Diago, if we just consider floor points, which means we're taking out goals and assists in uh, one thousand one hundred ninety five minutes per ninety is seven point two five. Buendia in 1,970 minutes, floor 6.76. Yeah, now add the home against Nottingham Right, this is, this is not matchup dependent, right. right. So you may, you may, you may, may actually be onto something here. That, you know, maybe Liverpool is such a big favorite that, yeah, it's, it's what, 700 more? Like, why not yeah, just it's play just Thiago? A- yeah, and Villa are such a weird team because they're you know they're playing the their best football of the season. I mean they're just on fire, but the floors just don't seem to be that dependent. I don't know. Yeah, and I guess with Thiago, I mean you're looking at maybe a shot or two, chances created or two. I mean that's probably where he's going to pay the bills. And 
again, Jordan Henderson was the one bombing forward from the midfield when Trent was hanging a little bit back. So this could be a situation where Tiago is making some runs into the box and he has some legit upside to have, you know, roughly the same floor. So maybe it does make sense to find the 700, find the guy with roughly the equivalent floor, but way better ceiling. That's going to be a way better range of outcome for us, even in inside of cash yeah. teams. And I, I, yeah, you can, I can always, you can always make kind of a case for Tiago whenever Fabinho's in there too, just because you feel like Tiago will be the one that's a little bit more forward. Yeah, that's very true. Um, I think that's roughly the cash game construction, though. I mean, it's going to be Salah or Gakpo, and then we're going to decide between one of these two cheap guys right here. Um, do you think there'll be, again, we can't build lineups, but do you think there'll be any room for Brian and Buemo? I mean, He's been splitting set pieces with Jensen, but got a pretty solid floor. Okay, goal odds. It's a home matchup. Not the best matchup, though. I mean, Villa are in form. But I mean, I put him in the same bucket as, as Dwight McNeil. It's like, like, yeah, Brentford's a favorite in this matchup. I don't consider any of these other, other than the Liverpool game. I think all these other matchups are just like kind of toss-up-ish, right? Mm-hmm. I prefer the home team over the, the away team. So I prefer Brentford over Everton. But it just seems like a high price to pay from Embuemo or McNeil when you could play Gakpo for, you know, 1500 more. Mm-hmm. And you can, it's not like, you know, it's like, Oh, well, instead of playing any Liverpool at forward, I'm going to play. Just seems like, seems like the type of slate that if you go with Embuemo or McNeil in your lineup, like you're going to get burned by someone on Liverpool, someone, I don't mm-hmm. know. Who. It could be yeah. Salah, could be Gakpo. It could be Trent Alexander-Arnold because you can't fit a certain defender. Like, it's by something. I mean, this is more similar to what old school, you know, old school last year. This is a Man City slate, right? It's like, okay, yeah, well, these Liverpool guys, they don't really have that much of a floor. It's like, yeah, dude, they, they, have a, they have a total that's way higher than everyone else's. They have an implied team total that in and of itself is higher than one of the game totals. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Right, so the Crystal Palace Everton game has a to- total combined two point four, and Liverpool itself two point four eight. So I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not gonna screw. I'm, not, I'm just, it's so, it's so much easier to just say, how can I fit these Liverpool guys in? I think we have to have a conversation about Madison. Mm-hmm. Then outside of that, it just whatever fits. Right, if you if, if, if either whatever fits with Madison or whatever fits without Madison, and if you don't have Madison, if you wanted to play Salah, Gakpo, Tiago, Robertson, Trent, and then fill in your last spots, whatever way you can, like I couldn't say that you're crazy to do. I mean, we would do that on a Man City slate with like Holland and De Bruyne and Foden and Grealish. I mean, if they were all priced that way, and you mm-hmm. can do it. And they had the same total over some garbage team. Like we we do the same thing. Yeah, I generally agree. I generally agree. I just I think Mbwemo, like sixteen hundred more than Tiago. It, it's like Mbwemo's the cheapest guy that you'd normally want to play in cash. Um, like he's he probably should be two thousand more than Tiago at least. So I mean like. I don't know. You'd want to get to him if you could. Like it's it's better. I mean, you know, you never really want to play Tiago in cash, and it's not a bad spot for Waymo. Like Jack said, goal upside sets, especially if you were to play ninety minutes. 
I don't know. Would, you, Brian, would you rather at this? It's a similar price. Would you rather play Brian Embuemo or Trent Alexander Arnold? Yeah, I wouldn't make a sacrifice for Embuemo. Yeah, definitely Alexander Arnold. I wouldn't make a sacrifice, but if if I thought I could get there somehow, I don't know. Like maybe. I can try to punch some stuff in if I get you all talking long enough, but I think you there might be a construction where you slot in Cody Gakpo and then you put in Embuemo and you can still get those two defenders and you can still play Madison. It just depends how much value there is at midfield. I, I think you might be able to make that right, work. That's but... what I'm talking about. Like if I'm going to play Tiago instead, is that 1600 doing something for me Liverpool wise? You know, something like that. Yeah, well, we'll try to figure it out. Um, let's move on to the midfield position, though. So I, I, we were talking about James Madison. So I, I do think that, like, basic, like, fundamental play here is that James Madison is a home set-piece monopolist in a, in a reasonable matchup. I think Leicester are very slight favorites. But like Jordan said, these things are basically toss-ups. They're, you know, fractions of percents off from that. Um, so, Ryan, would you consider this construction? I mean, it's a reasonable approach, but... Would you consider, you know, just jamming uh, five Liverpool players, or do you still see James Madison as a cash game lock? For eighty one hundred, it seems like you'd want Madison. I agree. It's really cheap, but, but he's had Monopoly, some rough performances. Yeah, he's had some rough performances because it's been rough for Leicester. So you know, you can always make that argument. Um, I think if you know if he was nine k or more, just like a fair price, then I think yeah, you can get away from him. But eighty one hundred. Yeah, it seems too cheap. It does really. It does seem quite cheap. Um, so I mentioned this earlier. So what about like a Michael Olise type? So one thing I was thinking about was not playing both Liverpool defenders because Trent is playing in the Rico Lewis role and I can get Michael Olise's set piece monopoly or, you know, high majority in a decent spot against Everton. Everton concede a ton of possession on the road and they even at home, they conceded, I think, 55 possession to a very out-of-form Fulham team. So it seems appealing to me that I can spend up and get a really good role from Michael Olise. So, I mean, we talked a little bit about it before we started getting into the position. So, Jordan, what do you think about a construction that would do that? And do you think there's enough value at the lower spots in midfield to make that just not enough of an advantage? From it's not enough of an advantage for me to free for you to have to punt in a defender spot and go cheap at a forward spot. Like, I mean, I could... Dude, there, there, there are midfielders in the five K range that I'll, I'll, I'll play one of those guys, right? And those guys have close. I mean, yeah, that, yeah, they don't have Olise's floor, but I mean, to me, Madison has a higher floor than Olise, and he's fifteen hundred cheaper. So, like, I already got him in. It doesn't come down to just like, do you play Olise or do you play Gakpo because they're similar priced. There's a positional scarcity. I what are the five K forwards look like? Matthias Cunha? Am I playing Odson Eduard? Or am I playing those guys? <laughs> those are horrible, right? But the five K midfielders, I think I could, I could, I have a shot at getting ten points out of some of these guys. So like, why is why am I jamming in Madison and Olise together? I think Olise will be much lower owned than Madison. I think in GPPs. I think playing Olise would be, you know, playing for a Liverpool one nothing win and then goals are in other games, I think is fine. But for a cash perspective, I just think you hamper yourself way too much at forward and defender by trying to jam in both Madison and Olise in your lineup. Yeah. 
So Jordan, what 5K level midfielders intrigue you the most? I mean, uh, one name that I saw would be John McGinn if he starts as a, if he starts as a right-sided attacking midfielder. Were there anyone else that you had your eye on? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, you could go to Pablo Sarabia, Sarabia, Sarabia. whatever, right? Obviously, he's probably not going to play 90. He's yep. been taking a lot of their set pieces. I can now you can never trust Wolves play. Anytime you roster a Wolves player, just know that they could come off at any time. Uh, why not roster the guy that we all forgot to roster last week for Everton when I rostered Damari Gray and then he didn't take any set pieces? James Garner, five thousand. Yeah, I did mention him in the Discord, so shout out to us in the in the Discord. I didn't really know what his role would exactly be, but James Garner was thirty two hundred last week, and he had some. There was some smoke in the air that he might take some set pieces. Like I saw him take one indirect free kick with Gray and uh, McNeil on in a substitute appearance. Five thousand though in a matchup at home to Crystal Palace. I mean, it is Crystal Palace. I mean, Ryan, would you consider would you consider that in cash games? Uh yeah. Definitely. I think, yeah. I The 5K midfielders are too good to, to consider, yeah, to, to consider spending up. Um, yeah, you briefly mentioned, like, careful not to make that mistake. That is that is important advice. Um, I tried to do that in the past as well, force, force expensive midfielders when there's enough value. Um, what's up with Decore? I don't even – I don't see him or – is so like Garner's going to start again? Um, Wait, I can pull up the formation that Everton have. So Everton, Adam is projecting. Adam does a good job with these projections too. Usually, he's got Garner in with more attacking lineup, so it wouldn't be Decore and um, Adrisa Gay. Right. No, I just mean I think it was a forced change last week. It was like I don't know if Decore was on a yellow card, yellow card suspension, but like he's been a favorite just like automatically in there uh, mm-hmm. for, for this new Everton so I don't know like I don't know if he's out or not I don't know what um, but anyways I don't know if Garner starts yeah I'd, I'd play him in cash for 5k with the assumption that he's gonna split set pieces yeah Decore it looks like he has a, received a red card suspension we have his estimated return to be April 27th so he might be serving oh, the last game of that suspension right red card suspension okay then yeah, I mean, gotta play Garner after after last game. Yeah, I think Dwight McNeil only took one set piece, so Damari Gray was the one who totally lost in that arrangement, all set pieces, and it looked like Garner was on most things. And even in a central role, he was sending crosses from the center. So um, he's not a player I know too much. He's a young English player. I but, thought he was uh, dead. I thought he died a long time ago. Oh, this is a reference I don't understand, Jordan. <laughs> James Gardner is an is an actor. An old actor. Uh, too old for me as well. No, oh, Garner. Crazy. Garner's a young kid. He was at Man United for a while. He's only like 22 or something. I mean, definitely like to play those types of players. He played leading roles in more than 50 theatrical films, including The Great Escape, <laughs> Steve McQueen, The Americanization of Emily. Yes, it's a it's an actor from the 60s. 50s, yeah, 60s. he's a real he's a real Renaissance man. <laughs> no, if you look up James Garner, the, the the actor comes up before this guy. Well, I've never seen both in the same place, so it makes you think. Maybe well, he died in 2014, movie. so yeah, when he was 86 years old. So well, that's what the media him. says, and we'll see. Okay, Everton, Everton bought him from United in 2022, 
with a fee that could reach 15 million. So, I mean, he's, he's pretty highly rated. Yeah. I think he starts for the England U 21s as well. That's what I was trying to figure out if he took set pieces for them last week, those two do seem like good options. Um, so we're, we're both, we're all three of us are in on Garner. Um, Ryan, do you have any, so, um, Jordan mentioned, uh, Sarabia. Um, do you have an opinion between John McGinn and Sarabia? Which one would you prefer? Um, I mean, I prefer, I, yeah, I, I would good. say that I prefer McGinn because he plays 90 minutes. I do too. Uh, what are their salaries? I'm, oh, They're I'm 200 54. off. 54 okay. for McGinn and 56 for Sarabia. Oh, well, I think, oh, I hate to do this, but might just have to give me the guy in the middle, Jordan Henderson for 5,500. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> Play, we weren't wing. playing Jordan Henderson when he was 3,400. What are we doing that now? I mean, look, 90 minutes in four straight games. Look at look at the the last two games in the in this new look Liverpool. I don't know. The matchup's good enough where I'm not gonna, you know, be sad about not having McGinn or or Sarabia. I can't play Wolves, guys. Well, what, what then it is? goes back to what I said before, that you can't, if you told me that you just like, I'm going to plug in whatever price range it is, I plug in the Liverpool player. Like, I think you can't go, I don't think you're crazy. You're not like, raw. Like oh, I don't want to play McGinn, I want to play Henderson. Oh, I don't want to play Wendia, so I play uh, Tiago. Oh, I don't want to play, like, if you do that for all the Liverpool players and you have six Liverpool players in your lineup, then I think that's fine. Yeah, I just mean like, I'm not playing Sarabia for the same price he you're lucky if he goes 60 minutes and and they're on the yeah I mean definitely what again if, to, what to happens if the question, Nato's back what happens if Nato's def- back for 3400 I guess yeah maybe if, if we're gonna, if we're gonna mention that every week until he comes back 3400 <laughs> yeah no McGinn though you know if you told me McGinn is better than Henderson that's fine he took three corners last game so you know that he hadn't been taking set pieces really. If he's going to take corners, then give me. He's the also game, playing but... more forward now. Yeah, sometimes I think. Yeah, if they use this lineup, then yeah, yeah, I'd take McGinn probably if he's going to take corners. Yeah, well, that's a big if. I've played McGinn when I thought he'd take corners, and it's ended up uh, messing. Yeah, so with many me a times. Lot. It's a tough thing, but you have to be really careful with Aston Villa's formation, right? If Den Donker doesn't play and McGinn does, it's likely just based on what I guess the rest of the formation would be that McGinn is a defensive midfielder. In that case, yeah. you just have to play Jordan Henderson instead of him. Um, if he is attacking more forward though, I don't know. I think he's a great player. I like yeah, playing you're, zero you're slates. Right. It, you're absolutely right. If if it's Den Donker and Luis, then then you like McGinn. Yeah. Yeah. And it really does bring me no pleasure to report that Jordan Henderson was just flying up the right side of the midfield, ranking <laughs> runs into the box. Like it's a terrible slate that he is a legitimate um, cash game consideration. But Jim Jordan's right; that's going to be where all the goals are, and for six points, it's not so much worse than McGinn's, and he's much more likely to play a part in a goal. So we're going to want uh, pieces in that. Um. Let's see. That's mostly talking about the mid-range midfielders. There are some interesting names, um, at least interesting to me, but I'm probably pushing it too much based on the other options. If Kieran Dewsbury Hall plays a bit more forward, like Adam's projecting, that's like fine at 4,300 if you need a piece. And you also have um, Kevin Shaw at 3,600. He's the one that people played instead of instead of Garner. Um, are either of those reasonable punt options? Would we run into them in cash games, or do we think we're going to be able to 
I guess if you play Salah, you would have to play Shad. So what do we think of like a 2v2 of like Mohamed Salah and Kevin Shad versus Cody Gakpo and uh, John McGinn? I'll, Which take, side I'll take the Gakpo McGinn side. I think so too. I think so too. I don't too. think you have to go down that far at midfield. I mean, I think, uh, I, I, I think I'd much rather play a defender under 4K than a midfielder in that in that range. I mean, yeah, you can play Kevin Shot. He's not. He's. I mean, he's going to play sixty minutes. He's not. He's not going the. He's not going ninety. Brentford's at home. I mean, it. it is, is it bad? No, but I just don't think it's necessary. Yeah. Man, yeah, that's pretty fair. Um, Kevin Shot. He's a little bit too cheap, but he he still doesn't have a floor, and yeah, you just don't need it. Like, yeah, would you know. rather play Shot at thirty six hundred? Or Timothy Castagna at 3,800. I'd rather play Castagna. I'd rather play Luke. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather play the Leicester wingbacks or fullbacks, whatever, however they line up over any of the sub 4K midfielders. Yeah. I, yep. I agree with that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Well, let's move on to Defender then. And we did talk about this at the start of the show. So coming into the show, I was kind of not on Team Trent. I wanted to maybe spend my salary a bit more in other spots, you know, to pick up an Elise. Because if you want to play Elise or if you want to play two of the expensive forwards, it's probably going to be untenable to play both Trent and Andy Robertson. And just to reiterate from the start, Trent's been playing in this Rico Lewis central midfield role. He is not getting that forward when Liverpool are possessing the ball, but he will get a little bit more forward. He got an assist on the counterattack for the first goal in the Leeds game. So he still does have that upside. It just feels like I'm paying 8,000 for half of the set pieces for a defensive midfielder. Um, it doesn't feel like a great move. Like it feels like it sounds eight. like Pascal Gross. It does. It sounds exactly like Pascal Gross. Well, thank you. But we could play Pascal Gross as a defender. So maybe I'm actually talking myself into it with that comparison. I would probably play 8K Pascal Gross in most of these matchups if he was defender eligible. So I might be a I might be a Trent guy now that we're talking. Right. About well, that's it. what I'm talking. Like the yeah. positional scarcity. Like what other mid, what other defenders on this slate are likely to score ten plus points? 
Like I, I I'm just I'm I'm pouring through. Like there's there's not I mean who? Who are we talking about here? Like nothing. Right? So like like to me, the to me the defender pool as of the predicted lineups are like Trent Alexander Arnold, Andy Robertson, Luke Thomas, Timothy Castagna, like deliver the 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 Lester wingbacks. Or maybe, maybe you could throw in Aaron Hickey, even though he doesn't play 90 minutes, but he's under 4K. And he's a Brentford wing back. And then it's like, what why would I pay 4K in the 4K? Why would I pay 4500 for any defender on this slate? Like either I'm gonna pay up or I'm gonna pay down. And then once you say pay down, if you like, well, I don't want to even pay 3100 for Luke Thomas. It's like, dude, just wait for the green check marks to come out and just click the lowest button and like you're not going to go much wrong. It's not like the center backs like Van Dyke and Konate are cheap. They're 4,200 and 4,000. Mm-hmm. So like, why am I, who else am I playing on this? Like I could see this being a slate where if you could get 20 points out of both defender spots combined, like you're way ahead of the field. Yeah. Uh, the Pascal gross is such a, good comparison in my head it completely changed how i how i look right, at because aren't you describing a guy I that plays Pascal in the Gross. Position <laughs> that split set pieces for a team that is heavily favored most of the time with a high goal total isn't that what brighton is and he splits it with solly march and it's like okay oh how do you play him at a forward spot for eight that yeah at a forward spot where that you there's a there's there are ceilings there you can get bailed out at forward for goals and stuff happening shots Defender, mm-hmm. what the hell are you doing at defender? Pascal Gross was defender eligible. We'd be we'd be playing him most slates at 8K. Yeah, we'd be doing it happily too. We wouldn't be disrespecting him and telling people to take uh head to heads with people that play uh, Pascal Gross. That's a very true point. Um, so Ryan, I think you're on team for both of these Liverpool fullbacks. I'm even on it now. Um, what do you think of between Luke Thomas and Timothy Castagna? We were DMing earlier, and you were pretty unenthusiastic about Luke Thomas. So do you have any thoughts, if you had to pick one of them, who you would prefer? Yeah, you know, 3100 is a great price. So I'll play Luke Thomas, especially if he's on the left wing. But if I'm just picking one, it, it would be Castagna. Yeah, I'd be more confident in his minutes. He's a much better player. He's much more likely to have a goal or an assist. I was just saying that the last time I saw Luke Thomas play, it was one of the worst performances I've ever seen by a left back. And then if you, if you look at his log, he didn't show up in the Leicester lineup for a long time after that. But again, you come back to the point that he's 3,100. So I'll play pretty much anybody that's on the left wing for 3,100 at home. Um, just in general, though, yeah, the five guys, I guess, Jordan mentioned, I don't really see how you can look outside of that. Yeah, I want to play those two Liverpool guys, and then you have the two Leicester guys, and then Aaron Hickey is a good price for the, the right wing. Um, so that's really it. So I, I see a guy in the chat was mentioned that Garner was on loan <clears throat> at Nottingham Forest last season. Um, and, yeah, I just checked. He took 172 corners for Nottingham Forest, uh, eight assists, four goals. Just just to follow up on that. Pretty talented player. Sounds like a talented set piece taker. That makes me much more confident that that role is more sticky. But is he a good actor, though? <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to. <laughs> the jury is still out on young James Garner Jr.'s acting ability. We'll see if it if it runs in the family. Um, one name that I was sort of intrigued by at the defender position just doing research because I was doing the article 
Um, this would be a tournament option only, but Alex Moreno at 5,200. If you look at game logs, um, Lucas Dean has not been playing. So when Moreno arrived at Aston Villa, the storyline was, well, Moreno is going to split time with Dean, but that has not been happening lately. And he had like a 10-point floor. He has an assist in one of his last three games. Um, if the Liverpool defenders are fragile from a tournament point of view, Ryan, I mean, do you think Alex Moreno would be a reasonable pivot that probably not many people are going to be playing? Or am I overthinking this one? No, I don't think you're overthinking it because no one's going to play him. And yeah, you're similar. You know, Jordan mentioned about defenders not really being able to score over 10 points on this slate, but Moreno can. And yeah, so I agree with that. I think you could, you could fade one of those Liverpool guys in cash games or even two in certain constructions or sorry, yeah. in tournaments, not in cash games, in, in tournaments. Yeah. Jordan, do you have any additional thoughts on defender or? Are you ready to find your goalkeeper lock? Oh, yeah, my uh, goalkeeper lock of the week, right? right everyone. Right. You did that last week. Yeah, drum roll. And I got it right, apparently. Yeah, we're going to spin the wheel. So I put all the goalkeepers in here, and this is going to give us our lock button goalkeeper. So the game we're going to play here is whoever this wheel lands on, this is the cash game lock. So let's pray. <laughs> and we're spinning. And the point of the game is that goalkeeper is a variance fest, so don't worry about it. And... um. Oh, okay. This is a good one. I think we can tell. I was really, I wanted to make sure that this was not Kaylor Navas. It wasn't rigged, but the goalkeeper lock of the week is Emmy Martinez. So usually, you know, we want to play these home goalkeepers in spots like this. And, you know, I would love to play Alisson if we could, right? He's 50% to keep a clean sheet. The implied total for Forrest is pathetically low. He's almost a lock to get five points for a win. But we can't afford that on this slate. Salary's too precious. We want to get all those Liverpool attackers. Why not Argentina's hero, Emmy Martinez? He's going to be a save machine. You know, he's going to be the matchups against Brentford, right? Ivan Tony's going to get 10 shots when he's 60% owned in GPPs. He's still going to get there. But Emmy Martinez is going to stand on his head and get a ton of saves. Might be a 0 0 or 0 1, but Martinez, he's a lock to get those five saves, 10 floor points with only upside from there. And plus, you get the away underdog discount. I think he's only around 4,700. So, this just seems by far the best goalkeeper play to me. Um, do you two have anything to add to that? I mean, that's a fantastic sell. I couldn't imagine rostering anybody else but Emmy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Emmy is going to be like 20% in cash games and talk about 80% of the field. Like, that's, there's, too much there's not enough rake to be paid imagine the wheel can't be wrong it can't be wrong <laughs> it cannot be wrong so yeah imagine not rostering emmy martinez in cash um <laughs> from one serious point of view we don't have salaries um do we want to try to get to ali Sohn in cash games if we can because he's so much better than all of the other goalkeepers or are we contented you know just play emmy um, martinez because he fits in our lineup on a slate with four games i mean but to me, it's you either play Allison or you play anyone else. I mean, like, like the differences between all the other goalkeepers mean almost nothing, mm -hmm. right? So, what I pri you never to me you never prioritize goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm not I wouldn't prioritize Allison. But mm -hmm. it's like if it comes down to like, well, I I could play. I can't play. I mean, I don't even know who. Like, if like Tiago versus Buendia, right? It's like, oh, well, I'd love to have the 700 to get to Tiago, but I'd rather put the 700 to get up from to, to Allison. It's like, then, then, okay, then fine. But it's like, I'm not going to go from like Madison down to some $7,200 midfielder. 
for yeah. no reason. Well, Jordan, I actually have to interrupt. I do disagree with that precise 2v2 there, because if you needed that $700 to move goalkeeper up to Allison, that would mean you're pivoting off of last week's lock, Sam Johnstone, and he's hot right now. So if No, you play no, Johnstone, no, he's due to have a bad game. <laughs> he's not hot. He's due to have a bad game. I'll have to, con- I'll have to check his You can't do it goal. two days. It's, it, the gambler's fallacy either works in one of the two directions. Either either he's hot or he's due. So like, it de- so you're saying he's hot. I'm saying he's due. So, Ryan, which one is it? I believe in both. He's hot and he's due? No, just just in general. Um, no, I don't know which one it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree about Allison, though. Like, I was thinking from – like Castagna to Thomas, if I like, I would if if that got me Allison, or like Jordan said, Tiago to Buendia. Um, look at the odds on this slate; it's crazy. If you, every team is twenty nine percent to draw, do you see that? <laughs> every team has the same <laughs> odds to draw, except Liverpool and Forest. It, it's it's kind of crazy between twenty eight point one nine and twenty nine. Anyways, so yeah, if I'm not playing Allison. Just going to the cheapest guy that's not Kaylor Navas. Well, no, you're going to Emmy Martinez. You might have forgotten oh, about right, that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jordan Pickford looks good at 4,300 in the lowest total. And maybe Crystal Palace will decide to shoot. We'll see what Roy Hodgson feels like. Um, that's mostly it from a cash game perspective. Um, it's always difficult to talk about tournaments when we have a massive favorite like this because it feels like we're playing a pull tabs more or less and you're just kind of hoping that you win the lottery so the best thing we can do is try to position ourselves and maybe better equity positions so jordan you're always really good at thinking about the game theory of these types of slates so what are you thinking in terms of tournaments maybe both small field and large field i can guarantee you that ollie watkins is going to be low owned eleven thousand dollar ollie watkins who's like plus 180 to score I think I think to me that's the to me that's the game that I would target. The Brentford Aston Villa game. Mm-hmm. Uh now Leicester, like Madison's gonna get some ownership. So like which means and Castagna'll get some ownership and Thomas will get some I mean, so you got you if you wanted to throw in some Ianacho, even though you know you could these guys get replaced. Dewsbury Hall, he's got they got other guys there to come in. Wolves, good luck roster anyone on Wolves and see <laughs> if they play anything more than 60 minutes. So that it, it ruins kind of like what I could do in this game. The Crystal Palace Everton game seems overpriced. I don't mind Maupai. I don't mind his price, but it just like Garner. I would do Garner Maupai and then play Olise Edward or something. It just like Eze is 9,800. I mean, these guys are just very expensive, mm-hmm. but then it's to me, the reasonable pricing like outside of Watkins is like the Brent, like why not play Ivan? Like, dude, I never play this guy. This seems like a perfect slate for me to play nine K Ivan Tony. Because like, if you're going to pay nine K, you're probably going to play in Liverpool player. Why not play? Why not play in Buemo together with Tony? Why not play Kevin shot after everyone played him last week and he didn't do anything. And then you could play McGinn and when you, if you don't even want to play Watkins, there's no reason. Why can't they play Moreno and Buendia and McGinn, Jacob Ramsey? I mean, there's other guys here. None of these other three games are appealing. Just, just to be clear, the totals in these games are awful. So it's like it really comes down to does the Liverpool game fail? And then if it fails, does any of these other games give you like two goals on one side? And you have that. Like, and it's back and but like a goal early, and now it's like opened up and it's back and forth. 
Uh, the question the question comes in: If you do something like that, are you playing Liverpool players at all? To me, it's I it's almost unfathomable that you don't have at least a, a one or two Liverpool players in every lineup that you play, regardless, even if it's just the defenders, because the likelihood of one of these other defenders putting up 10 plus points is just so much lower. So like, if anything, it's like, Oh, Liverpool, it's zero, zero. And Trenton and Robertson have like tons of crosses and chances at everything. It's just that none of the forwards really have a goal. Right. And Henderson has eight points and Tiago has six points, like, like that type of thing. But I, I don't see a sit like at the defender spot. It's, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to just go like I'm going to play Luke Thomas and 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 Aaron Hickey in my defender spots and hope they are the ones with the assists on the forwards that I pair them with and then that happens and Liverpool fails. Seems it's like it's not end. just Liverpool failing, it's like I still need my guys to score. It just feels like it's harder for some of the floor players on Liverpool to fail even if Liverpool don't do well, just they don't they don't hit a ceiling. But I think that matters matters less at defender than the other positions. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, pretty much on the same page. You would need Aaron Hickey to assist to Ivan Tony. You would need one of the Leicester fullbacks to assist to James Madison, you know, cause you got to spend for some people if you're not playing Liverpool. Yeah. I don't see how you can't have a couple Liverpool guys on, on every lineup. I agree. The, the other spots are just not good. Like Ollie Watkins, I get the idea, but you're going to need two goals for that price because his floor is not great. But, you're, you're, mean, but well, not only do you need two goals, you need two goals from him, and then what, the Liverpool players not scoring right. two goals so, for it to be worth yeah. it. Let's let's say let's say you play Watkins over Salah. Watkins scores two goals, and Salah scores two goals. Well, you didn't accomplish anything. Yeah, right. And let's right. say Everyone you play Watkins, point. and let's say you play Watkins over Salah, and he scores one goal, and Salah doesn't score any. Well, one goal and 17 points from Ollie Watkins my, probably won't win you the tournament, actually. Probably won't win you the tournament. I'd be more likely to take a shot like on an overpriced Eze, sort of, just because he's the same price as Gakpo. And like if he scores a goal, you figure he'll end up with 25 points. You know, at least he could. You know, if he maybe you know not that much. That's a that's a that's a ceiling. He has more peripheral value. Like right, Eze could score eight or nine more points on top of his goal. You could win with twenty points from him, maybe. Um, But yeah, it's tough. I'm more likely to have some Liverpool and then look for cheap goals. Jordan mentioned decent price on Mopai. I think both of you guys have mentioned someone like Dewsbury Hall. Um, Yeah, so I'll have Liverpool in my lineups with some of these lower owned cheap guys. Yeah, that makes the most sense. And again, just to reiterate this point that we're making about Ali Watkins, Mohamed Salah doesn't need to score a goal and he can have a 10 point floor because he has four shots and he gets fouled a few times, right? Like that's not a particularly inconceivable outcome. So you really have to beat Mo Salah like quite a lot in those situations. And that just seems really, really unlikely to me. Um, so, yeah, I think you're just going to want to play some Liverpool players. And then, you know, if I knew which of these three games is going to be the lowest owned, I would just try to, you know, attack pieces from that game. So that probably is going to be the tournament routes. But again, it does feel a bit like pull tabs or the lot. Oh, I think I think I think Mbwemo is a good tournament play because that's a good price on a guy that can get you 25, like, 
you know, if he scores a goal, he can get you 25 for sure. Yeah. So well, I'll, I'll play a guy like that, you know, sort of and the he's cheapest. Cheaper. Yeah. That's what I mean. Sort of, he's sort of the cheapest forward with like, I don't know, a ceiling that, that he hits relatively often, you know, with, for lack of a better way of putting it. Yeah. And at least he can compete. And when he does compete and the Liverpool guys do, do meet up to him, at least you have like 2000 extra in salary that you can sort of throw around. I do. I do agree with that. I think you basically uh, ripped that sentence from my column that I have to submit soon. Um, I think that's about it though. I mean, you just have to find the right pieces in this one. These, this is how, you know, slates are with mega favorites, but uh, Jordan Ryan, do either of you have anything to uh, close with anything you need to get off your chest? We have a showdown soon, Ryan. So you're repping the team. So who's the who's the captain today? Oh yeah, it's a tough showdown. Um, I was looking at a cheaper captain, maybe because those Arsenal guys are so expensive. How about uh, maybe how like about a Kier- maybe like a Kieran? Yeah, may I? I was gonna say Kieran Tierney. Um, it, maybe Granit Xhaka, something like that. One of those guys come up with a goal or an assist. Wow, look at Ryan um, playing I don't know. fullback captain in showdown. Yeah, That's it's tough. not it's not <laughs> often, but I don't know. These Arsenal slates are tough. You know, all, any of these forwards, you know, captain one of the forwards too, obviously they could score a, a brace pretty easily, but it's just so hard to pick which one. Yeah, um, well, I just mentioned this four-game slate is the lottery. Well, Arsenal showdown slates are also pretty much the, the Brutal, lottery. and you got to decide yeah. on Ramsdale too, who just like almost never keeps a clean sheet when you think when you think he should. Yeah. He's too expensive. He's 8000 Anyways, mm-hmm. you should listen to Adam's showdown video. So there should be a link in the Discord. There's a link on Twitter. You should follow all of our social media stuff. You should be subscribing to Roadwire. Get the two-day free trial if you're not. Get in the Discord so you can learn about the James Garner a little bit and uh, have a chance at playing him if you're smarter than I am. And We're going um, watch some James Garner movies right now just to prepare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jordan's grinding the film on James Garner, so there we go. Um, well, good luck in showdown, everyone. There will be an article soon. I'm going to submit that. And, uh, yeah, good luck this weekend, everyone. Thanks, guys. Good luck, everybody. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.